Welcome to Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth. Again, Jeremy and I breaking every podcast rule in the books. Oh, make sure you're on a consistent schedule. Nope. Make sure you do this. Nope. Make sure you do that. Nope. I was on vacation. You were, you're in Nashville right now. I'm, I'm in Nashville sitting in the Airbnb in one of the guest rooms because uh, one of the, that making sure we have some time without Bernie. Bernie's downstairs chilling. I got the new dog Nala I got. She's downstairs with him, so she's doing that. I'm just, um, I'm up here, quiet, got some time. You know, we haven't done this in a while. So one of us has been traveling the world. This time it's not me. So you've been <laughs> bouncing around, you know. Yeah, I was so in the we, Mediterranean, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, up, I'm up here at, um, you know, it, it, Nashville's, Nashville's great, you know, 85 degrees, 90 degrees. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to, as much as I love Houston, Texas, it's 165 right now walking around in the shade. So I'm not upset about this, uh, this 90, this 90 over here. So one thing that really jumped out at me, which has happened in the last week is you look at what has happened in New York with the Mets. Although I do give, I do give their owner, Steve Cohen, some credit. You know, he, he, as promised, had uh, a news conference, if you will, to talk about everything which has gone on, which is not good. Uh, they're like eight and a half back, obviously, for, of the, the final playoff spot in the National League. Yeah, so. I was going to say, they're 15 back or something yeah. like that after Yeah, game. so that, but certainly, and the way people are looking at things here in Houston is wild card right now because the Rangers have a considerable lead. Of course, those two teams, the Astros and Rangers, getting ready for a big weekend series. But Steve Cohen said he has no plans to remove Billy Epler or Buck Walter, and said this, um, if you want to attract good people to this organization, the worst thing you can do is be impulsive and win the headline for the day. You're not going to attract the best talent. You're not going to want to work with somebody who has a short fuse. I know fans want something to happen. I get it. But sometimes you can't do it because you have long-term objectives and listen, I I give that guy a lot of credit because, listen, we all know New York's history and a certain owner who ran the team that wears pinstripes, and that was the way it worked. But I think history shows that you have to be patient. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the number of coaches that they've had over the past 30, 40, 50 years. And I give, I give Steve Cohen, Cohen a lot of credit that um, in the face of the biggest fishbowl in all of the United States and baseball and sports, he's saying, pump, do I dare say pump the brakes, Jeremy? He's saying pump the brakes. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's the, there's the sound effect. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, I'll say this and, and I would never have said this, before the last seven years of, of of running my own organization, if you will, that has obviously expanded greatly, you know, with with um, all ex pros, you know, players, coaches, scouts, just all ex pro guys. I can tell you this, or pro guys, I can tell you this. You want to be patient, but there comes a time where you just got to do what you're asked, right? You got to find a way to produce and have results, and. 
if you you know year and a half into Billy Epler and Bo Showalter or whatever it's, or Buck Showalter whatever it's been that's that's not enough time it's just not enough time they got to go on the same page and they got to have some more time to to go through it and you know if you're a GM you need about seven years to get it right I've always said that three years isn't enough because you know traditionally your first year you're evaluating who's already there your second year you got to you know make up some some changes by the time you get to year four it's finally moving the way you want. Most of these GM contracts are, are five years in. That's it. And then all oh, the five years you didn't win, you're out. That's why they all move so fast, right? You need to give them seven because you need to have years four, five, and six to see where it's really at. And by year seven, you know what you, you know what you got, right? That's why I say it's seven years. It's no different in business. Year seven with what we're doing here, we finally have it going the way we want it to go. There's still, as an example, seven years later, people who are doing things that necessarily aren't in line with direction. And you have to bring that together and find a way to be productive and, and move forward. But I can tell you from experience, and you say how you want, that gets pretty old. It gets old having to do that again and again. That's why people change. Now that said, once again, Cohen is absolutely doing the right thing, taking his time with Epler and taking his time with Showalter and allowing this to play out. The Mets are underachieving. I think that's just, you know, might be the understatement of the year. The Mets are under underachieving when everybody was willing to hand them the division and the World Series at the start of the year based on the things they had done. But if you look at it, they're mirroring the, the Yankees a little bit, which is where Billy Epler cut his teeth over there was with the Yankees. They're looking at it. They're mirroring what the Yankees used to do with the guy in pinstripes, as you said. They're just buying talent. And they're bringing it in. It's not really working out. Their player development has not been good for a long time. Their scouting department's been you know, pretty good, especially at the top of the draft. Not maybe not so much depth overall, but the top of the draft they've done well. Mark Tommy Tannis then first, and then Mark Tremuda. Now you know Drew Toussaint, uh, Drew Toussaint, you know who's in his first year. But they've done a good job. The cross check crew and, and some of the area guys have done a good job with certain levels of talent. So um, trying to get that going is going to take a minute. And of course they had the GM debacle. They had Sandy Alderson there, who then turned around and brought in uh, was it Jared Porter right? And then Zach Scott. And so they, they're just finally getting some stability right now. You're finally getting it. You know, I know Steve Cohen said he promised a championship in five years. It's just not realistic. They got to go out and play it through. They have to develop the organizational culture. He's doing the right thing. In my line of work, I think three years is what everywhere I've been, I have felt that you really need three years to fully get a grasp on what's going on. It's a little different than obviously in baseball, but you know, when you move from television market to television market, as we often do in in my line of work, I've I've always felt that those first that first year your head's spinning. The second year, okay, I'm starting to know the players and the and the people around. And by that third year, um, I've always felt that 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 was when you're okay. I've got it. I mean, yes, there's you're always still learning, but in terms of like having a full grasp of what's going on and and the cycles of things, I've always felt that that three years was was really um, a key transition period in in the line of a, of a television news anchor. But speaking of transition, you know, you've got the Astros right now from 2022 World Series champs to what we're seeing now. I I I are those uh you know now i don't have you on on speaker now i have you so are you just tired i see you shaking your head is it is it are you tired or is it the 2023 astros or 
or is it all the stuff that's been going around these 2023 Astros? Because, yeah, I know what it is now. So when I did this research, Jeremy, after 80 games, the Astros are 43 and 37. Okay. And I'll put this up right here. How does that compare to past World Series winners? Well, it's really similar, similar actually, but it's not encouraging. Seven of the past 10. Now, when I say 10, I did not include the 2020 COVID season because the Washington Nationals, 2019 champions, they didn't have a 162-game season, so I threw them out. But seven of the past 10 were 43 and 37 or worse. So that's 70%. Play, we're playing like the Astros or worse at this point of the season. Five of those seven failed to make the playoffs. Only two of those seven advanced to the league championship series, that being the Cardinals in 2013. No, the 2012 Cardinals and the 2017 Cubs. Both of those teams, World Series winners from the year before, were able to make it to their league championship series. So certainly Astros fans, very spoiled making it to six straight world's uh, league championship series. But what we're seeing right now is kind of average for what you'd get for a past world series team and world series winner, but it's not encouraging. And the good, the good thing is they've got 80 something games to go. And it's not like a world series hangover. A lot of it is injuries and subpar performances, but I, I looked at those numbers, Jeremy, and I, I think it kind of backs up what the eye test tells you that at this point, the Astros are definitely, in my opinion, not a World Series team at this point. And playoffs, that's going to be tough, too. It's, it's really going to be tough unless they make some moves and these guys get healthy, the, the key guys that they need to have back. How do the number, um, how does this feel for you with this, these these numbers? I mean, are you surprised by them? I I think you said a couple of things. I think one well, I want to answer. There's a lot to this. Just there's a lot that I've been chewing on and waiting for us to get back. You know, from you to get back from the from the cruises and the and the ruins. You know, and all the all the the, the New Balance stores in other countries. I mean, I'm waiting for all that. You know, so the I cruises, think this, the ruins, the Mediterranean. Yes, I yeah, that I, I think you said. The Nationals in 2019. You meant the Dodgers in 2020, right? I just want to make sure I followed that. No, no, no. I meant, so I did not use the Nationals in 2020. The Dodgers in 2020. No, no, what I'm saying is the Nationals won in 2019. I had to throw their record out in 2020 because. Oh, I got, I got you. I got, I follow. We're looking at the, yeah, we're looking at the the next year, the next year. All right. So the next year. Okay. So, okay. Now, now that's why I was listening. I was, I was dialing in. You know what that is? That's our communication after like you being in like spending time in other languages and countries and tanning up and all that stuff. That's what that people is. People spoke so. English, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> all right. So back to so just to 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 kind of dive into that. Um I guess I'm gonna try to sum the sum up a lot of what was there and I'm gonna go into a few different areas to do it. And I'm prefacing that because I'm gonna stay with me here. The Astros had a chance to absolutely not be where they sit right now. They had several opportunities. They made some very questionable decisions in their front office personnel 
more to the point of the timing of that. Okay. And, and again, any general manager, I, I don't care if it was Pepe Le Pew that you hire as a general manager could have done a better job in December, right. Or even the beginning of January before all the opportunities for free agency ran out to rely on Lance McCullers. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to stop for a second because I want to be crystal clear before I go into this. So let me, let me, let me stretch. Ugh, let me get loose for this. Let me Okay. I don't, I think we can say, I don't need any help communicating. Is that fair? Like, I'm just, just going to come. I'm direct. If I say something, one of the most disgusting things to me, and I'm using that word for a reason is to twist words to fit a different narrative. So when you hear this and listen to what I'm about to say, don't read anything into it, whoever you are out there that's watching it, because I'm going to just tell you direct. I'm the guy, like the guy on tarmac with the – I mean, that's, I'm just – I'm coming right at you here, okay? So here's what we got. The Astros had a chance to address all this. They hire a general manager, anybody, in December, November. First of all, should have been James Click, who earned an opportunity to stay. I think everybody in the game would say that. Okay, now it didn't work, and that's okay. Things happen and move on. But when you have that opportunity to not hire a GM, and I struggle to say this, but there's a situation that happened like in Houston, it was happening in Baltimore before. And it just Brady Anderson in Baltimore, that, that we all know that story didn't go real well. For those of you that don't know that story, Brady had a lot of say, and Brady didn't make a lot of decisions that were proper. And while I'm not comparing any one person or even the collection to that, what I'm saying is, all this could have been avoided with still the good years of a couple of players or a few players on this club to, to be had um, by having somebody make decisions. You rely on Lance McCullers as a starting pitcher and you are making a critical error. You rely on Lance McCullers to throw more than 110 innings at a max and you're making a critical error. If you rely on uh, Martin Maldonado, to hit 260 magically with 18 home runs, you're, you're making a critical error. If you misevaluate a young catcher, which we'll kind of come back to this for just in, in a second, if you misevaluate a young catcher and call him a star, and uh, he's not, and you decide to not go get catching depth like a Tucker Barnhart or a Dom Nunez or any number of guys that were out there at that time, just some extra help and depth somewhere that you can sign as a free agent, you are making a critical error. And if you ever, and I do mean ever, Lance McCullers notwithstanding, enter a season with six starters, six guys that can start, one of which, good, bad, or otherwise, is still a very much unproven rookie, then you are making a critical error. If you allow a player who can play in the middle of the diamond, who um, has provided some depth and play, can play the outfield as well, to to go to a division rival as as poorly as a division rival is playing, you are making a critical error. And so those four or five different errors add up to what you see. Now, what it is, it's a testament to how talented the Astros actually are to be able to go ahead and still be above 500 in this position. Um, and, and I'm going to say that again. Let me say that again for emphasis because I don't want people, you know, just rent. The Astros is a testament to how talented the Astros players actually are to still be above 500 in a position where they're not out of it. They're very much in the race, can still get to the postseason with all they've dealt with. 
can you dick can you decide that you know guy's gonna go down with tommy john or miss 60 days or 90 days or that you know mccullers is gonna blow up again now you probably don't know all that stuff i mean you might have had an idea that mccullers is gonna blow up at some point because that happens all the time but everybody else you don't know that alex bregman and i'm just gonna say this bregman plays a lot of heart and a lot of compete and never goes away in my mind, he has days he feels really good just by watching, and then days he doesn't. He'll never say that because he's a pro, but he has days that he's out there. I'm like, all right, he's there, and then he's days when he doesn't, and it's physical. He hasn't really been the same since he got dinged. He just really hasn't, and he's worked his way back, and he's fought, and he hasn't missed a whole lot of time, and he stayed on the field. With Jordan Alvarez, I got questions now. Not that he can hit, not that he's prolific, not that he hits left-handers better than right-handers, and if you bring in somebody throwing 97 from the left side in the World Series, he's going to hit it 14 rows back. I believe all of those things. I'm concerned about the durability. There's always something going on. And regardless of what it is, one of the things that we talked about beforehand when Jeff Bagwell said, oh, he wanted to play half the games in left field, was that is a bad idea. And I think I said it on this on our show. I said, that's a bad idea. You don't put a guy out there who's injury prone in the first place, who is working his body to come back and be as effective as he can offensively out in left field because he says he wants to play it. You do what's best for the ball club. OK, I don't think these guys did that. I think Dana Brown has come in um, and he's properly assessed a few things. One, number one is that Yainar Diaz is better than Corey Lee. OK, and I, I, don't, I don't know. Stop me. For a second, again, if you know a certain analyst who might have said Yiner Diaz can catch, Yiner Diaz can hit, and Corey Lee was overdrafted and was probably a third-round pick and needed to go somewhere else and was sitting down to Sugarland as trade bait. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. I don't know who that could have been. But you know, bottom line is, it's if somebody did it and it was out there. You had a chance to go get before he got hurt a guy like Wade Miley, who was throwing the ball really well, didn't do it. So there's some just some bad decisions on the front office side and some overloyalty on Dusty's side to players. Unfortunately, you want to be in a position where you're able to compete and you have to distance yourself a little bit emotionally in these, situ in these situations because if you get involved in their lives too much, doesn't mean you don't care, doesn't mean you don't you know, show them some love, doesn't mean don't be sensitive to it, but it's a professional sports, and I'm quite certain all these guys know that. OK, you have a duty to win. So those things weren't done right. Additionally. And I scouted this guy and I'm only bringing this up for emphasis. There's a player named Anthony Rendon, who was one of my best reports ever, who I think the world of as a player. He hasn't been durable, you know, but I think the world of this guy in Oakland, where they have 11 fans a night. And I'm saying that for a reason, just like that in Oakland, where they have that, that few fans a night. Somebody called Anthony Rendon a pretty serious name, and Anthony Rendon in the stands went after him. If you don't think that the antagonizing that goes on from some of the Houston, Houston fan base and some of the Houston, for no other reason, we'll call them media, okay? And I'm not talking about MLB.com writers, and I'm not talking about people that write for, for newspapers or publications. Now, I'm talking about people that run their mouths on purpose, Okay. If you don't think that Bob that 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 stuff hears it because you're the one out there and you know what it's like to play in front of fifty thousand people. I don't know what it's like to play in the big leagues. I have no idea. I have no idea what it's like to step foot in. A, I know what it's like to be in a stadium, scout, and be responsible for that stuff. But I don't know what it's like to step set foot on a major league field in the postseason. Those guys do. And so when it comes time to do that, I have enough sense 
to not try to antagonize what they're going through when they're injured, when they got stuff at home with kids, when they have family going on, when I'm, I'm so sensitive because there was a, a something that something that happened six years ago that most of the guys on this team weren't even part of. And so we're going to go out there, we're going to pick on fan bases, and we're going to say good morning to everybody, but Jesus Christ, and we're going to do all these things. And I'm always saying that because it's so juvenile to do that. It is absolutely juvenile. And then what's what's scary, what's a little bit, what's the word? Ooh, I don't know. Let me, Jason, I need a thesaurus. Just one second. Let me just, let me look through my, I don't know, cowardly, is to not want to have to stand up face-to-face and deal with that. And what I've been saying to you is, in, in, in emphasis, this club is battling its ass off. And if you're a fan and, you, and you're supportive, then you allow this club to be this club and you take care of your, your, your teammate, your, your team, you do what Houston does well, and that is pull for them and, and be, be, be love your players more than pretty much any other city I've been a part of that does that. These guys are real. These fans are really great when it comes to their own guys. They need to apply it better. Um, you know, but you, you hear things, you know, you see things like people say, oh, you know, I encouraged um, uh, the Astros players to get hit. No, I didn't. That's that's like taking um, you, you would never do that. What I said is the 2017 team was going to the game was going to police itself. What's that picture with the uh, the White Sox? Was it Kenyon Middleton? Is that who that was? Is that that name right? I think he's out to lunch. I don't know why he's still dealing with it. But the bottom line is he didn't forget. And the game's going to deal with it. It doesn't mean that that you wish harm on anybody. Um, when it comes to some of the comparisons, there's a certain player that the Guardians have right now in the big leagues named Noah Bo Naylor, and he's a star. He's going to be a star. Yes, he's he is. Be- and you were all over him from the beginning. And you have other fans – who I don't remember this guy's name to save my life. I just remember I went, I blocked him and went to sleep whenever it was years ago. I didn't care. Um, argue because you're just so blind to what's going on and, and what's out there. You're not helping. You're not helping. You got to be part of an intelligent, intelligent situation. You got to tell the truth. You got to be able to keep things separate. Or and, 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 and if you really are a fan and somebody that's baseball knowledgeable, you have a balance of emotion and a balance of brain. And those two things always go together. So that's all I'm going to say about some of the stuff that's been flying around that I dealt with about a month ago. Because to be honest with you, I didn't really care. I cared for half a second. That's not true. I didn't care after that. You know why I cared? Because it was annoying. That's why I cared. It was irritating. It was like, you guys are, how old are you, six? You know, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Let's let's move on here. Let's let's be some adults. And, um, you know, the end of the end of the day, this Astros team's fighting hard. They're very, still very talented. I think re- relying on Michael Brantley and relying on some guys to be on the field. I've been on the field a long time is, is, is a fool's errand could happen. I think it's a fool's errand. And I hope this club finds a way to get what they need to get to move forward because, um, you know, this team should be doing better than it is. And a couple of front office moves and that happens. And there was some uh, talk about your sources, quote unquote sources. Yeah. I'm not going to give up. No, 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 I'm not. No, no. What I'm saying is, they were good sources. So that's all I'm going to say. I, I, that's all I'm, I'm going to say. Good. They're good sources. Yeah, let me say this. I, I will say this. There are pictures of me out there to think that people don't change uniforms, change teams, and that 
all my time in the game, I have no connections. No one said I was, how'd it go, an Astros insider? I don't care enough about these guys' lives to do that. It's never, it's never what we've said. Matter of fact, I have a respect level to understand they have their own lives and their own focus and their own. But to think I don't get any information would be ludicrous. Yeah. And, okay? and, and you listen, you said it makes their job a little harder. It, that's all it was. And I, I can't believe it got blown out of proportion. Like, yes, these guys have been dealing, dealing with a ton of, a ton of crap on the road. And basically you're just saying they don't need anything else. Like don't try and add to it. That that's all it was. And I can't believe that it got blown out of proportion that like these guys, I will say there was one person who I felt like had a really good and, um, I don't want to say adult, but who was like the adult in the room. And I wish I had it in front of me, the person's name, but they basically said, you know, it's interesting that maybe it's interesting that the Astros don't lean into that villain, that villain type role. But I would argue, and I thought that was a very interesting, but these guys, that team, they're good guys on that team, right? Like they're yeah, they're they're yeah, good guys. Like I think the culture is completely different. I think these yeah. guys have grown up and they've done well. You know, two of the things that I thought were accurate. I'm going to mention this guy's name. Or one thing was accurate was that Ben Ben somebody Ben Dubose. Thank you. He said, you know, that my market isn't necessarily Houston. I just have to live in Houston. Well, I, I don't know if I look at myself as having a market, man. I get on here with you. We talk baseball. We talk Astros. We talk the league. My focus is the Houston Astros, but I live in Houston. I have for 15 years. That much is accurate. We talk about the entire stuff. and I do stuff outside of Houston. A couple other people really kind of spurred on, although not directly said by um, – what would we call this guy? Howard Stern wannabe? I, I don't know what we call him. You know, this 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 other guy, you know, I don't know what we would say, um, what we'd call, you know, um, the guy on the radio. You know, to insinuate that I don't care about a city I've lived in for 15, 16 years just because I'm honest and tell the truth is ridiculous. Here's what I will say, and I'm uh, Jason, you know this, and I haven't said this to you know, lots of places, but I have Space City tattooed on my tricep. Okay. You don't put something on your body like that unless you love the city that you live in, you care about the people that are around, people being good to you, but telling the truth and, and doing my job, which is to analyze baseball. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and stand on that record as well. I think I've done an okay job in the time we've been doing this um, to insinuate that all of a sudden I don't care about the city is doesn't warrant a response. What I will tell you is that it is right here. Yeah, but here's the thing, Jeremy. We don't we pay you to you're you're on with us because you you you're impartial. You tell it like it is. That's why we have I don't yeah, want somebody yeah. that's gonna be apologetic for the Astros every 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 game or every day or every issue. Like I that that's why we have you. So it's I not like I don't need I, you to have I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. It was it to 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 insinuate to 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 say that I don't that, that I haven't made that city my home or that I don't care about the people in it um or that I don't honor the city because I give an impartial opinion that is direct uh and to see some of the stuff that was thrown at me to to in, intentionally try to damage me a little bit after that was was out of line and um it's, it's not Twitter, so much man. that they're just nah it it, it, it was it, it's to the it's I just look at myself as an adult I look at myself as somebody who can have a conversation and you know there's there's two ways it can go you can yell and scream at each other or you can ignore it I chose to just ignore it and I blocked uh, everybody that did it 
I did find that tweet. Uh, is Jerry still champs 23. I see no issue with leaning into the villain role. It's actually a lot more upside to it, branding and even business-wise. And that was, you know, an interesting and well, well-written take. Um, I just, these guys, the culture in that clubhouse, they're not villains. Dusty Baker is not a villain. Dusty Baker, Jose Altuve, Bregman, um, Pena, these guys are not, uh, Ryan Stanek, they're not villains. They're just, they're just, that's not them as people. You know what I mean? That's just not the way they're, they're it's not the way they're built. Here's one. You got one, the Bach call in LA. Okay. Bach, Bach, not a Bach, Bach, not a Bach. Ryan Stanek's in motion. That's about winning. That's what that is. It's about winning. It's all he cares about is coming together and being, doing, living in his role and doing what he can to help that club win. Those guys in that clubhouse, they have done an excellent job since the departure of those who um, allowed that to happen or encouraged the the past culture to be there, which Jason, we discussed at length more than anybody in the country. That I will say, we did that more than anybody in the country. We've talked about their drafts. We've been right. We've talked about their culture. We've been right. We've talked about the positives, give them credit. We've talked about who, when they should throw guys and, and how we've done, we've done all of that stuff. And we, I think our sports team at KHOU has been excellent when it comes to nailing this stuff down. So um, in, in my view, we're going to, I'm going to be impartial. I'm going to tell the truth. These guys don't deserve any of the anger that's being thrown at them this way. Like Plasky's article out there in LA was garbage. That was, you don't do that. This is a different team. Move on. What are you doing with that? Okay. So let this team live, let them breathe, let them go play, support, your, support your club. Hopefully there's a chance to make some moves before they go. Understand we're all in the city of Houston together, pulling for uh, the Astros to be the best versions of themselves they can be. And no one wants to see them lose. As a matter of fact, it was a very, it was an excellent moment in 22 to watch them win. And in my mind, we said this, leave the ghosts of 17 behind because no one can say anything about 22. Nobody. But, and that, that's, any, that, huh? No, I was just saying for anyone to feel that this team is unbothered by um, this stuff and all the, the venom on the road and that uh, they, they thrive and they, this is what they, you know, they rot. No, the <laughs> They are really, really, really good at baseball. That's the that is the that is like the the frosting on this cake. They are really, really good at baseball. It is the cake, and that's why um, that's why that they've been able to rise above all this. That that that's they're I, I don't they're it, a it, championship it, team. It has been really baffling to me yeah but it, you know the word i was going to say is it's been it's been privilege a privilege for these this city to watch people yeah. grow up in front of their eyes and to go through a golden era of baseball it'd be it's terrible to tarnish it by gloating and throwing things in people's faces constantly because you're upset about something that happened six years ago and isn't going to go away yeah let it happen let be who you are and let them just let it go well, once again, um, we now have one minute to go in this podcast. And, um, hey, we didn't get to all the other stuff that I wanted to talk about. So um, I guess next week, yes? Yeah, next week for sure. I actually will be, before the All-Star game, um, I will be in Houston oh. uh, between between, uh, between the time that I have to go to the All-Star game and, and um, the end of the event here. So, you know, maybe we'll do one there live. All right, everybody, for Jeremy, I'm Jason. Thanks for listening to Extra Bases and the Extra Bases podcast as I, uh, there's Jeremy smiling. So that is it for us here on Extra Bases. Until next time, talk to you later.